0: there you go
1: perfect well welcome back everybody to the we wish you wealth podcast with me danny summer and we have mr gordon chavez and mrs ruby ramos um, here as always happy thursday um how's everybody doing today good great (laughs) glad to hear it i just got stuck in a downpour so we're sorry that we're a little late, but we are here to provide some really quality information um, because it seems as though a lot of people don't know how to figure out how much life insurance that they need um, for in the event of their passing. Um, we're going to be covering a method with you. It's an acronym. It's the DIME method, and it's just pretty simple formulas. And that you can utilize in order to calculate the amount of life insurance coverage that you should need. And I mm-hmm. guess maybe the first thing is, is, I mean, you can choose a certain amount of life insurance, but you don't necessarily need a million dollars worth of coverage if it's not necessary. Um, so do you guys think that more people tend to to go toward a larger death benefit for of protection and they think that that's like really what's necessary is that million dollars or the half a million dollars when in reality maybe if they understood what to calculate (laughs) they could actually lower their cost of insurance um and get a better understanding as to how to utilize this policy um to their benefit and be you know like we talked about before cost effective um do you see that though like happen that where it's a bigger uh, like a larger number is more so sought after and why do you think that is
2: i'm gonna let ruby jump in this time first,
1: so. <laughs> get it girl um
3: okay so i feel like yes There are a lot maybe thinking about that 1 million um, life insurance policy, but some will probably be thinking that if they have kids, I think mainly if you're somebody that has kids and they're still young, the first thing that's probably going to pop into your head is like, I need to make sure that I'm going to be good up until they're at least you know 18 years old right right so i feel like that's where they go based of that million dollar policy um but other than that i i
1: don't, I, I wouldn't know why they want a
3: million I, feel
0: like, I,
1: I feel like I feel like a million is like the most common common number that people think of when they think of the amount of coverage like why why a million I just don't I don't understand like that's so much extra
3: if maybe it's also a way Uh, to be like okay if something were to happen to me tomorrow um I'm gonna leave so much money behind and make my family millionaires
0: yeah. yeah there's that too Maybe
2: that. I, I think of three things when I think about this question that you just had I think of first you know a, a million dollars is exciting right it sounds exciting right you think your general public you say a million dollars and it's not as exciting as it used to be because you know with inflation now it's like billion dollars right but still
0: right. <laughs> I haven't heard
2: of anybody with a billion dollar life insurance policy yet who knows maybe they're out there but you think of a million dollars and you think that's exciting, right? Most people have never had a million dollars and to for them to think that maybe they'll leave this to their spouse or their kids or somebody, the next generation that, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. And right. then I think about just in general, our, our, the relationship that we have with money and how, you know, m- many of us probably grow up thinking or probably grow up with the, the term, we can't afford it. We can't afford it. We can't afford it. When, as a kid, you go to the store, mom, mom, can I have this candy bar? You can't afford it. Mom, can I have this toy? You can't afford it. Whatever the case, right? And so if we're constantly thinking we can't afford stuff, then we always want to save money, right? And so right. if we can get a million dollars for like 50, 100 bucks a month, we think we made out right we're like oh man i got such a deal right i'm i'm only paying this much and somebody's going to be a millionaire later on right <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> and so those
2: are the first two things and but then i think about the industry and it's like insurance it, it, the insurance industry itself wants to sell life insurance right that's their product right that's how they make money and so the more they sell the better the the more the money that they're going to make right and then you think about the agents you know, it's the same thing, you know, with the agents, the more death benefit they sell, the more they're going to make. And right. so you combine this idea of, you know, I want to sell a million dollar policy as a life insurance agent, the life insurance company's like, yeah, go go sell that million dollar policy. <laughs> the audience <laughs> or the customers are like, well, you know, how much do I got to pay for it? And if you can get it off to them, you know, for 50, hundred bucks a month, depending on their age, health and all of that stuff, then everybody feels like they won, right? Right. But it really just depends on what it's going to be used for. If you really have a need for a million dollars, great. You know, it's, yeah. it's 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 a good option. If you don't have a need for a million dollars, there's other ways. And I think a, another part is also the lack of education. People don't know that you can do a lot of different things with life insurance that you can mm-hmm. customize them. They're very, right. very customizable. And so those are just some of the things that I think of. Yeah. yeah.
1: makes a lot of sense. I like what you said about, we can't afford it. We can't afford it.
2: I, afford it. Okay, I, I mean, can, it's been just I burned into my brain. For a
1: million, but... I'm right. <laughs> so yeah, that, that correlate. I like that correlation. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so I guess, um, you know so based on the fact that the general m- most common answer is a million dollars um and that's just like gordon said based on lack of education maybe not necessarily understand what to incorporate in um in calculating the amount of life insurance you need um we're going to present the dime method um and it stands for debts and death Income replacement, mortgage, and education. So we'll start with deaths, death, death and debts, the end. Um, and this is going to be, um, you know, your funeral expenses, burial, cost of burial. Um, if you want, you know, cremation services, things of that uh, sort. Um, and. I guess on average, I mean, do you guys know the average of what it costs to be buried or cremated in the United States? I think it says, and I, this could totally be wrong, I think between $7,000 12000 for burial and $6,000 for cremation um, on average. But, you know, funerals come with so much other stuff um, that maybe that's not considered in this cost, because I think that that's way off. (laughs) Um, So what are like some of the other things um, that need to be calculated when it comes to a funeral service and cremation services and celebrations of life and all of that stuff? I know, you know, um, like obviously they're the cost for the burial or the cremation. Um, if you want, you know, like I guess I for full service burials, there's service fees for staff, um, embalming, prepping the body, um, you know, you have your casket, your headstone, a vault, a plot if you want it. Um and, like, all of those things add up. So, based on 12, I think we may potentially be at 20 for <laughs> traditional. I mean, and I don't necessarily mean to get too personal with you guys, but have you ever had to deal with um, the process of of preparing a funeral for someone? And do you remember, like, maybe what that costs? Because I haven't ever had to be a part of that.
2: Um, I have not. No, I, I've I've helped with specific parts, but mm-hmm. I've not been the person that's in charge of the whole thing and had to think of everything, right? Right. So yeah, I've never had that experience. Okay.
0: Yeah.
3: I I haven't personally I haven't. Um I think my my old boss, he experienced it and he was actually helping out for he calls him like his compadre Mm -hmm. and he did mention something like that. It was expensive. And I think, I think it went around 30 K. Okay. But I'm not exactly sure like where he got buried, what type of funeral did he have? um, You know, and because I mean, funeral expenses are, are expensive.
1: Right, and I mean that's just like, and then you still have flowers, you have transportation, graveside services, um, viewings and visitation. There's so much. So, and you know, with the the price of everything increasing, I would like to say that maybe you know it is anywhere upwards of thirty to forty thousand dollars. You know, um, maybe that mid range, um just depending like... just depending on on everything that you are you know it everybody ha- it should i mean at least my family knows i want to be cremated you know what i'm saying but you know some people want that big traditional ceremony and you know all the people to come and all of that
2: stuff um yeah i'm, but... I'm guessing there's going to be you know, two, two groups of people, there's going to be those that are prepared. They know what they want. And they have they've made the preparations so that, you know, their family or whoever can take care of they, everything that they want. Mm-hmm. And then and there's those that, you know, just don't have enough preparation or don't have the means, you know, or, or the funds or the, you know, they didn't purchase the life insurance, or they didn't bury, you know, buy a plot, they didn't, you know get the final expenses none of that stuff and so right. i'm assuming part of the time it's it's a you know it's something that's prepared for and then other parts it's like people just scrambling to to make things work and and unfortunately some of them will have just the bare minimums and some of them will have you know a, a decent you know funeral and burial and all of those different steps and all of that so it's it's hard i know for me we got to have like a dj and a a taco truck and different things like that but (laughs) a
0: whole uh, whole party going to be a celebration he's gone finally
2: no he's gone finally
0: yeah but it should be a celebration at least yeah it
2: should it should be a celebration i mean it's
1: hard
0: to celebrate obviously
2: very hard Mm
1: -hmm. right yeah I hope that I hope that glasses are getting raised to the sky for me for sure <laughs> you know i want I don't want it to be sad. um, I definitely would prefer it to be a celebration like heck, yeah, we got to know Danny, <laughs>
0: Danny
1: she, <Malcolm. laughs> she was cool, <laughs> but um <laughs> but yeah um, so along with um not only dying, um you know. Um, there is the, the idea of debt, how much debt are you in and are you going to leave that for your family to take care of or, you know, are you going to include that in the um, equation for the D, death and debts? Um, you know, this could be credit card debt, student loan debt, or I mean, let's name off some other debts. I don't know, but, mm-hmm. you know. Um, what other things, I guess, can, you know, I guess car loans, um, mm-hmm. all of those things need to kind of be considered. Um, what other things would you guys incorporate into the list of debt that may potentially need to be considered when, you know, adding Maybe. The-
3: like furniture day, <laughs> yeah. you know, furniture
1: is expensive.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just There's put it on the credit home card loans and timeshares. And
1: what did you say? Timeshares,
2: yeah. There, you know, people said, have what? home loans and timeshares, and you know, uh, medical expenses that oh, maybe yeah. they're not finished up paying. Yeah. There's you know, there's sometimes you, you know, if you're later on in life, hopefully, you know, most people do live a longer life, right? They've had the opportunity to like help other people and co-sign on that loan and co-sign on there and try to help some other people. And mm-hmm. and I, I believe, you know, I'm not an estate planning attorney, but, and I, and I recommend working with an estate planning attorney, but I'm assuming that all of that is, is somebody's got to respond, be responsible for it. Right. Yeah. And hopefully there was enough. Uh, there was a, there were enough funds in the assets of the of the estate to be able to take care of this so that that debt or burden doesn't fall on the children or the spouse or whoever's left behind you know right yeah
0: yeah it's
3: like don't think because you're dead you're you're getting away with this
1: hmm. right so yeah so when it comes to the deed we would add the death the cost of the funeral or the cremation, all of the other things that want to be considered that we mentioned that come along with that, and then add that to the debt and you get the total for your for your D part of the dime method. Um actually what do you guys know m- maybe have an average of what the uh average consumer debt is right now? <laughs>
2: hmm. Like Sweet question. Uh I, I don't maybe yeah, I was thinking. 20. I would say maybe
1: fifteen to twenty.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, it says okay. I found that the average American in twenty twenty three carries twenty one thousand eight hundred dollars in personal debt. Yeah, sounds yeah. about right.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, so you know, if
2: you, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dan.
1: No, you go ahead.
2: I was going to say if you're gauging a funeral to cost somewhere you know around 10 to 15,000 or less if you're going to be cremated you also have to take into consideration the average you said average 22,000 or something like that.
1: Yeah, just about
2: So at this point we're at we're at probably $35,000 so far. Mhm.
1: Yeah, I was going to say well based on maybe that... Incorporating, you know, caskets or headstones or anything, I was gonna just round that up to about a twenty. Mm-hmm. um We'll just put it, you know, at forty thousand for now.
2: Yeah. So so far forty thousand.
1: Right for for one for one part of your coverage
2: that's, that needs yeah for the exactly. letter
1: D right
2: that's <laughs> and that's, that's already
1: letter. yeah <laughs> for real. Um, let's see. Next letter in the dime method is I income replacement.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and, you know, um, obviously with life insurance, there are products that give you lifetime income, um, which is great. And you, I think that we may have touched base on it before. I'm not sure, but you know, the 401k is a failing retirement plan. And um, <laughs> there are a lot of, of people, retirees or re- people who are retired that are coming out of retirement because they didn't plan um, to have supplemental retirement income. Um, their income is not lasting for the life, their lifespan. And um, understanding like how much you're going to need to survive, uh, maintain your lifestyle that you have after um you know retirement or whatever it may be um you know how do we go I guess how do we go about calculating that um you know are you gonna how or you know I guess you have to consider how your lifestyle is going to change or if it's you're gonna you know are you gonna change it and increase the the cost of living that you're you want to live or are you going to decrease it and and you know live below your means that all of these things have to be considered but on an average you know let's see so most people retire at 65 and if you plan to be you know let's just say 90 so that's 25 years um Let's like, what's the average annual gross income for a working class American?
3: <laughs> About, uh, I would want to say 60, 60K.
2: Mm-hmm. Six, 60, 60 might even be a s- little high, seven, maybe like 55, I want to say.
3: Or 55. I mean, well, because of the way I see I see things, for example, even the fast food restaurants are already paying like $20 average income. So, 55,
0: yeah, 55,
2: 60. Yeah. And, And if you're, if you're trying to leave enough money to your loved ones, you know, basically you're looking at a household and Usually in the in a household, at least here in the U.S. and in, in probably more so in California, both are earning income. Both of the parents just because it costs so much to live out here in, in Southern California. And so if, say, one of them passes away and say the average income is, say, 55000 the question is, like, how many years of income do you want to leave them? Yeah, like, for how long? You want to leave them only a year's worth do you want to leave them a few years worth five years worth you know so that that becomes a question because then that you have to multiply that 55,000 times how many years of many income years? you want to yeah. leave that person
3: yeah so if we were to say like at least you know 10 years mm-hmm. maybe it, it, it I mean it just depends it just depends yeah different households. Some people have younger children, others have a bit of, of older children. So mm-hmm. if you have, let's say, a seven, eight, nine, ten year year old, then you would expect like at least 10 years. Right. So that way I don't decrease my lifestyle. Because it's like we're we're just barely getting by and then now I have to decrease it even more with the same amount of kids.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah, Yeah, so if you were calculating at, you know, that let's just say 60,000 for the 10 years, that's $600,000 that needs to be added into (laughs) the equation of, how much life insurance do i need yeah and that's only Um, 10 years you know and if if you're considering maybe utilizing this too and then you know um for retirement or whatever it may be or like you were saying gordon you know if one of the parents passes away and you know now you're supplementing that income i mean granted they still have that but you know you kind of have to calculate what it's going to be like for you to be gone in order to your fam, your family to remain stable. um yeah. so If it is the sixty thousand at ten years, that's six hundred thousand. So.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: How, how many? How many parents end up, you know, widows end up having to get like a second job just so that they don't lose right. the house, or, and then they're not around to, you know, to take care of the kids and be present, and and so. It's a huge thing. It's a huge yeah. thing.
1: Yeah, it is. it is. And then, you know, when if they're not around, then they're worried about paying for childcare and all that stuff, which is also expensive. You know, there's so many different factors that play into, you know, where this money is going. When you really start to break it down and think about it, um,
0: Yeah,
1: a whole lot to be considered.
3: yeah. So, yeah. That must be really, really hard. My love goes to all those people. Me yeah. too.
2: <laughs> I mean, so all, all of a sudden, end up being a single parent. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: It's rough. So that's two letters. D. We thought D was expensive at forty thousand.
1: Yeah, and now
2: we're at six hundred. Oh boy. Now we're at six forty.
1: Now we're at six forty. Yep. So we've got mortgage next. I don't own a house. Do you own your house, G? Yeah. Do you want to get personal and tell us how much you mortgage is?
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, so I about... bought my house. I bought my, you know, we bought our house in 2006, right before <laughs> the whole real estate thing happened. Um, You know, obviously at that point we didn't get the best deal, but we paid $355,000 for our house. And supposedly, you know, even though I don't believe it all, it's now worth like 650 dollars $675,000. And our mortgage is, including taxes and, and um, insurance, is about $2,000 a month. And so we still owe probably. 250, 275, something like that. So the principal hasn't really been paid down a whole lot because we didn't we didn't get a good deal at the beginning. I we got into it and I had no idea what I was doing when I bought my house. Um uh, we lucked out that we still have the house, right? But <laughs> all that aside, right? So if I owe, if we owe two hundred we'll say, um, that, that's just it. That's what the mortgage, the M stands for. Like how you have to, the idea is to leave enough so that the spouse can pay off the house and pay. have that much less expenses per month to deal with. Yeah. So, so if I passed away and my death benefit was enough to cover all of these things and Anna went and said, I'm going to go pay off the house. That would mean that she has $2,000 less expenses per month to deal with basically yeah i mean there's yeah. still taxes so it's not exactly two thousand she would still right. have the property taxes and probably insurance but still that's a huge that you know that's our, a big it's help it's a big yeah. help you it's know? Definitely,
1: yeah. um probably as re you know you feel relieved a sense of relief knowing that you're not scrambling every month for that extra two thousand because gordon was so kind as to provide mortgage protection <laughs> yeah yeah Yeah. right (laughs) calculated appropriately
0: (laughs) like as
3: long as it's not increasing my bills as a single parent you know Mm -hmm. and it's actually decreasing it's helping me out to pay less that's that's a big help
2: yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. and we also you know we talked about debts in the D um and letter d right yeah that included things like car payments and car loans and stuff like that so hopefully there was also enough to pay any cars off so that you know i don't know what's the average car payment right now like 500 bucks it's crazy
0: yeah i think that's
2: that's another monthly payment that goes away hopefully right and you know in the best case scenario right yes you know yeah
3: so we were to say like maybe what,
0: three hundred k for mortgage? Yeah, an average yeah. person. On average.
1: So now we're at nine hundred and forty thousand.
2: Nine forty. We're almost at that million. We're talking about that
1: miracle, miracle million. <laughs>
2: that magic number.
0: That magic
1: million dollars. <laughs> um, and what's last? Um, e. We've spelled dime. The E is for education. Um, How many children do you have? Do your children want to go to college? Where do they want to go to college? You know, Um, are you going to provide that for them or are you going to have them figure that out on their own is the question. Um, And
2: also, do you have any college loans that are not fully paid off?
1: Oh yes, that's a
2: lot of correct. folks in their 30s and 40s are still paying for college loans, unfortunately.
1: A lot of student student loan debt out there. Mm-hmm. For sure. mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so and do you Gordon, you have any kids in college yet?
2: I have one that just graduated college okay. and then I have one that just started college.
1: Do you know how much their tuitions were?
2: <laughs> yeah, so. My oldest, that just graduated, he he first started at Cal State mm-hmm. over here, Cal State San Marcos, and he then decided to switch to Miracosta, the local community college, mm-hmm. um, to save money. And we, Anna and I were so proud because he did that on his own. We didn't have to tell him, you know, this is. A- <laughs> and so he switched, uh, yeah. and so it, it it got better, right? But I want to say for 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 that. Honestly, with the FAFSA, and depending on your income level and where you're at, you're looking at probably anywhere between, you know, five to $10,000 a year or something like that. Mm.
0: So it's not
2: horrible, but it's still an expense. And that's, you know, you still got to think about books and where's the kid going to stay? Are they going to stay at home? Are they going to live somewhere and pay rent? You know, exactly. uh, but and then and then if you if you go beyond like the Cal State and the community college even community college is even cheaper than that but if you go into different universities private universities and things like that it gets more expensive real quick so it depends
1: yeah I have a little chart here I'll read it to you guys says the average cost of attendance for a student living on campus at a four Uh, A four-year public in-state institution is twenty-six thousand twenty-seven dollars a year, and that's one hundred and four thousand one hundred and eight dollars over the course of those four years. Out-of-state students pay twenty-seven thousand ninety-one dollars per year, and that's one hundred and eight thousand three hundred and sixty-four over four years. And then, private nonprofit university students pay fifty-five thousand eight hundred and forty dollars. Per year, and that's two hundred and twenty three dollars for two hundred and twenty three thousand three hundred and sixty dollars over four years, which that's a big increase for a private school.
0: Yeah, it's
2: like, it's like buying a condo there's a little townhouse. Right, housing, you know?
1: for reals. Yeah, that's insane. No wonder there's so many people. You know, like we said, when with student loan debt, but um, you know, based on like these averages, I mean, we could, you know you have three kids she four, four four so if you were to have provided at an average a hundred thousand dollars for each four of your children that's four hundred thousand dollars that you need to incorporate into your life insurance policy um you know what I'm saying
2: that's a good chunk of change right there yeah so
1: and, <laughs> that's
3: why. I feel like right now two kids would be would
2: be a good idea. R- ruby keeps Mess. thinking about her kids, like damn. Yeah. This is what I gotta look forward to.
1: I know. She's like, I hope I don't have any more. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah. just keep adding up that cost. Add up the cost.
2: She's so yeah, so... kids, you you know you could just start your own business. You don't have to worry about college. No. Right. (laughs) They're they're still in kindergarten. She's already trying to talk them out of it.
3: No, No. I mean, if they were, mm -hmm. want to go to college, why not? You know,
2: I know you would support them one hundred percent.
3: Yeah, definitely. But if not, (laughs) not. (laughs) no, it, it just depends. It depends. But yeah, if you are somebody that's trying to leave or provide for your children's education in the future, at least 100K per child would be mm-hmm. something, average. Something you would be able to help them out with.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: That's, that's crazy. 40. So we were at
1: what? Uh,
2: it was what? 940?
1: 940 plus what you said yours is
2: 400, 400. <laughs> yeah that's probably a lot so because most people don't have four kids so maybe I, you can let's maybe do
3: two i'll <laughs> <We'll> do ruby <laughs> <laughs> two
1: kids
0: 940
2: plus or three yeah you know
1: <laughs> yeah that's crazy
2: so that's what 1,240,000 oh. yeah yeah Yep.
1: Dang. Dang. So yeah, I guess uh, that's we figured out we debunked our own puzzle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what were we saying and earlier? Is no? The magic for a million
1: dollar. Yeah, the, the magic number is one million, and that explains this exactly. Explains why. So
0: you know. Yeah.
2: But you know, college savings can come in different forms. You know. It doesn't all, obviously this is not, this is all just in case, right? Mm -hmm. Because then, you know, somebody, you know, they live a long life and they they don't have, their kids grow up, they go to school, they get degrees. This person still has this policy that's a million two, you know? And so, um, you know, if you think about the different options available to people and we think about permanent life insurance versus term where there's cash value being developed, there's more things we can do with that and it's not just a death benefit correct
1: yeah and that's a you know a whole nother you know a whole nother conversation conversation that we can touch on but you know you even you know if you wanted to figure out at what age you could have a million dollars to loan off your policy, that's an option for you to, to understand how much premium you have to pay. Like if you want to make a million dollar investment or, you know, have a million to disperse to your children to make investments. Um, You know, there's so many different avenues that you can, you know, base this one off of a million dollars. Um, And then, you know like what the lifetime income how much if you want a specific amount of lifetime income you know you can we can uh, figure out how much of a premium that would be for you to achieve that that number that you really want to have guaranteed um you know so there's so much to be considered when it comes to how much life insurance (laughs) that you really want um you know, like, what are you? You know, are you using it for to cover these things? Are you using it for investment purposes? Um, are you, you know, investing in real estate? Um, are you buying other assets? You know, um, are you starting businesses? Are you opening rent, You know, duplexes or quadruplexes? Um, when leveraging cash value, when it comes to you know permanent insurance or as we speak mostly about index universal life then the whole concept of this idea that we just gave of life insurance completely changes yeah (laughs) so you know um and based on term and perm and all that stuff there's so many there's so many different ways to calculate um the amount of life insurance you know so yeah this is just i
3: feel like a pretty good um idea and method to Mm -hmm. go with in case you don't know exactly how much life insurance you need or how much you would like to purchase and for you know for how long like Mm -hmm. danny was talking about permanent and how with an iul it will be completely different and yeah just based on your goals and your needs for you and for your family you can also per, uh, purchase a permanent and start building, you know, cash value. And, and because you have a home, you can get mortgage protection with the term policy. Because that's, you know, if something were to happen to you, um, at least your home is paid off. Maybe you don't have too much debt. Maybe you don't even have debt. Maybe you just have a home that you're paying off. Um, mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe you don't have kids yet. Or you
1: have one kid, so it just really depends. But yeah. And you have the ability to get multiple policies of the same type or multiple policies of all different types and utilize them to whatever the advantage of that policy and the way that it is set up. You have the option to utilize it in the way that you want to and make and still make sure that all of your bases are covered. And you know, if you want the investment aspect, you have that. If you want the death benefit aspect, you have that. If you have the lifetime income, you have that. Like you can, in, you can finagle and incorporate multiple policies at one time. There's, you know, you could yeah. have five or six if you wanted to.
0: Yeah.
1: So, um. Yeah. Any anything else that we forgot? Hmm. Um, yeah, no, I
3: think that's
2: pretty, pretty good. I think that was pretty, pretty
1: good. Much. Yeah, I think, I mean, just based on the acronym kind of being so short, um, you know, and and the you know, the formulas are pretty simple, um, to equate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of really thinking about, um, you know, what needs to be what's the word that I'm looking for?
0: <clears> hmm. <throat>
1: <laughs> what are all of the aspects of each category that need to be um, considered when adding the total of, you know, your debts, um, how you want it, you know, your funeral to be, um, how much income you want, all of that, um, you know, incorporated will give you a pretty generalized um, idea, and um if you don't know, you know how much debt you're in. <laughs> we have tools for that. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I thought you were gonna quote Biggie right there. I thought you were gonna say, "If you don't know, now you know."
1: Now you know. <laughs> I shoulda uh, shoot I, next I,
2: I I was waiting for it. I was like, "Oh, here comes Biggie."
1: Here comes <laughs> here comes Danny. <laughs> um. Yeah. So um, I think um that. Unless you guys have anything that you want to add, I am completely satisfied with um, the information that was provided today. I think that we will be back two Thursdays from now. Um, actually, that's Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. we may have to announce maybe a different date, Um, unless we are getting together in person. um, We will keep you guys updated on that. Um, I think maybe gratitude would be a great topic, just being in the spirit of Thanksgiving. Um, And, you know, just maybe some mindset training about, about money and elevating our money mindset. And you know, stepping into you know, like Gordon was talking about order uh, earlier. I can't afford it. I can't afford it. You know, switching from I can't afford it to how can I get it, or you know, um, really changing the w- the narrative and the way that you think and speak and and, and your relationship maybe with um, you know finances and um, you know everything like that, because your, your mind, your brain controls everything. Um, And if you're stuck in that, that I'm, I can't do it, I can't afford it, then we got to change that for you. So maybe we can uh, add, you know, some uh, literature that we, that we enjoy, um, that has helped us along the way. Um, And yeah, so I think that will be Our general consensus but i thank you guys so much for joining us again for episode five of we wish you wealth on how to determine how much life insurance that you need um if you have questions please feel free to reach out to any one of us um there will be links to our profiles in the comment section um we are more than happy to help ask answer any questions that you have And we hope that you enjoyed and we look forward to seeing you again soon. And as always, we wish you well. Take care. (laughs)